Hello, my name is David Lambert. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast today. We believe that this message will be a blessing to you and your family. So stay tuned for a wonderful message and thank you for tuning in. Now, it was a mighty power that God did because you know that, that the demons tried to do everything they could to, to hold him down in hell, but they couldn't do it. And I would say this, the devil can't hold you down either. No matter if it feels like you got a, you got a legion of devils, against you, they can't hold you down because the greater one abides in you. Amen. Do you believe that this morning? And so here it's saying here, according to his mighty power, he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places far above. Somebody say far above. Far above. All principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age which is to come. So we see here that when, uh, when God exalted Jesus, he raised him up, and so he's above all these principalities, wicked spirits in the heavenly places that we just read about in Ephesians 6. He's above that. Right. Now, you know, that's where Jesus is at. And he's actually seated at the right hand of the Father, which means that it's the right hand of power. Right. So Jesus is there and, and he's the head and we're the body. Where do you think we're at? We're down here on earth suffering, Pastor. Now, positionally, we're, we're seated in heavenly places. Really? How come I don't feel like? It doesn't go by feelings. Right. It's go by, it goes by believing. Amen. You got to believe. Amen. Say believe. believe. Now, Ephesians 2, uh, verse 4 through 6, it says here, but uh, Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that's where we're at in the body. We're seated in heavenly places. A lot of times, you know, when we're, when we hear a message about the devil or sometimes we, we hear, man, we really got to be on guard. Uh, I even hear people, you know, they, they get, they get a misunderstanding that, you know, sometimes they get militant. Sometimes you hear of the militant church. And what the militant church does is, is they would get their fatigues on and they would just yell at the devil in tongues, right? And uh, I, I don't know if that's, that's not really scriptural. The devil's been defeated 2,000 years ago. And praying in tongues is, is for your edification. It's to build you, build you up, amen? But it's not designed. Now, sometimes you may, when you're praying in the spirit and if you work in, in operating a prophetic gift, you could be saying some things in a more authoritative tone, and you could be binding some things up. I'm not saying that you don't when the Holy Spirit comes on you, but the, but the, but the gift of praying in tongues is an edification gift. It's designed to build you up, building yourself up on your most holy faith. I remember hearing one person saying, oh yeah, we're going to have a, 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 a prayer meeting and we're going to war against the devil tonight, you know? And I said, poor man, he doesn't know, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so, again, you don't need to yell at the devil. Okay? But you, you, you need to know your authority in Christ. You know, I, I heard this story, and we need to get serious, because if you're not serious 
about the attack that's coming on your life, then I don't know, you know, the Bible says it's the fervent prayer of a righteous man that makes tremendous power available. So you have to be fervent in coming against whatever's trying to destroy your life. And if you're laxy-daisy in it, I don't know if you're going to escape that thing. you got to be fervent in getting that thing out of your life. Amen. It's like this story I heard about uh, that, that this, it was back in the 40s. This lady was uh, going to the bus stop and her little dog followed after her. I guess they had her house probably had one of those little cutouts in the door where the dog can go in and out. And, uh, and the dog kept following the, little, the, the lady and the lady said, now you need to go back home. You need to go back home. And, uh, and the dog just went and go back home. And finally, the lady got exasperated, stomped her foot, and said, go now. And that dog turned around, tucked his tail, and ran. And sometimes that's what we need to, how we need to handle the devil. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me in Jesus' name. Oppression, depression, get behind me. Amen. Fear, get behind me. That's right. Amen. In Jesus' name. So we have to do this. And I think sometimes we think, well, if we don't bother the devil, then the devil's not going to bother us. (laughs) Sorry to tell you, but the devil's going to, he's going to be here until until Jesus comes back and throws him into the bottomless pit and chains him up. But until then, you know, we have something to do. Look at your neighbor and say, "You you have something to do. And you know what we have to do is enforce his defeat. Yes. Uh, in Colossians 1.13, you don't have to go there, you can listen. It says that, that, um, he, that the Lord has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into his, his kingdom of his dear son. So as a Christian, you are translated out of the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Uh, you are delivered out of the power of darkness and you have been translated into the kingdom of light. Uh, in Colossians 2.15, it says that Jesus disarmed principalities and powers, and he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. In the book of Revelation, it says that Jesus took the keys of death and hell away from the devil. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we are the triumphant church. We're not just the barely get along church, barely making it church. We're not, we're not that. We're, we are the triumphant church. God's called us to be triumphant. Amen. And so, you know, how, you know, if Jesus is the head and we're the body, a lot of times we think, you know, we think that, that Jesus can get along without us. You can't get along without your body. That's right. I'm going to say this. Jesus needs you. That's right. Some, you know, we get this idea, oh, Jesus doesn't really need me. He needs a body to work through. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm insignificant. I, I'm, I'm the baby toe in the body of Christ. But you're, you're still on top of the devil's head, even if you're the baby toe. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Even if you're the baby toe, you're still... You're still stomping his head down. 
He's because he's under your feet. <laughs> Have you ever heard that song? Under my feet. Now my victory is complete. Jesus spoiled principalities, made a show of him openly. He's under my feet. The devil's under my feet. Poverty is under my feet. You know? Amen. Anybody ever hear these, hear these old songs? Aren't you glad that I can sing a tune? Amen. I always wanted to be a singer. Amen. But God didn't give me that gift. But I can make a joyful noise. I sound a lot better in the shower. Amen. Amen. Now, all things are possible. Amen. If I'm under the anointing, I can really sing. If I'm not under the anointing, you will know it. But anyway, um, Luke 10, 19 and 20 says this. Uh, and this is Jesus, and he gave authority to his disciples and yeah. 70 others. And he, he told them that um, to go out and cast out devils, lay hands on the sick and all that. And he says in, in Luke 10, 19 through 20, Behold, I give you authority. I give, uh, I give you authority to trample. I, your translation might say power. But really, if you translate that, Really, it should have been translated authority, which is delegated power. So, behold, I give you authority to trample, and New King James says authority, to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Look at that. Nothing but shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So uh, the disciples came back and they were so excited about these unclean spirits actually listening to them and obeying them. And but Jesus was saying, listen, you need to get more excited about being, you know, having your name written in the Lamb's book of life. You need to you need to be more excited about being a, a king's kid. Amen. And so, but we, but it says here that we have authority to trample on serpents, scorpions. Serpents, scorpions is, it, it's, it's basically saying, you know, demonic spirits. So it's, you know, it's, it's any kind of demonic spirit that's working against you. You know, it could be natural. You may be being attacked with something natural. Uh, and it may not be a spirit. But uh, sometimes it can be a spirit. And why not take authority over it? Amen. Amen. Why not, you know, take authority over that spirit that's attacking you? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I remember listening to a minister, it was, it was Kenneth Copeland, and he was dealing with headaches, and he kept binding the devil, taking authority over it. He finally fasted for three days. Now, when he fasted, he fasted while he was drinking his coffee. Anybody fast with coffee in here? And, uh, and the Spirit of the Lord said to him, it's the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we like the idea of casting out a spirit because it doesn't, we don't have to discipline our flesh. <laughs> Lord, let's go to a deliverance service because then I don't have to do anything. Let, let's just cast that spirit out, right? And it's, the, it's, you know, like Flip Wilson said, it's the devil that made me do it, right? And um, you don't know who Flip Wilson is. He was a, co a comedian many years ago. But anyway, uh, so he found out. So maybe it might be something natural that you're dealing with. 
but in everything, what you do, whatever you're dealing with, get wisdom. Because God, because the Lord says in James, ask for wisdom and he will give it to you. Whatever you might be dealing with. It could be something natural. It could be a, a spirit that's working against you. And you have to know that. Um, now, now some would say that, you know, you can just pray and ask the Lord to take it away from you. And really, that's really unscriptural. Uh, the Lord's never told us to pray that he will take something away from us. In other words, we're supposed to take the authority. Jesus is the head and we're the body. We're his hands, we're his feet. And it's not going to get done. The job won't get done unless God works through us. Amen. And so here uh, in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So all authority. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the age. I like this, this one, but I like Mark 16, 15, 18 better. Mark 16, verses 15 through 18. Because it kind of gives you a little bit more clarity on, on the authority that he's given us and what he's calling us to do as, as believers. And it says here in Mark 16... Starting with 15, it says, And he said to them, and this is called the Great Commission, Go into all the world and preach the gospel or the good news to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. And look at the first sign, supernatural sign, that's put here. In my name, they will cast out demons. That's the first supernatural sign. Now, you know, there's some people that get nervous about that. They, they, you know, even some denominations will only give you the Matthew 28, 18, and 20. They won't go into the Mark 16, 15, because that's a little too much for some of us. But listen, I don't want to dumb down the gospel for you guys. Amen. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to dumb it down. And, and then, you know... If we dumb it down so much, you don't know how to take authority. You don't know what's going on. And you'd be going around that mountain over and over again, not knowing that you need to take some authority and Amen. not knowing that the enemy's out here. And, you know, again, we don't want we don't want to look at it as if the devil's behind every tree because the devil's not behind every tree. But on, on, again, we need to realize that he is out here to try to discourage us. I think the main thing he does really is tries to discourage us. Amen. I think the, the main thing that he works on Christians is doubt and unbelief. Amen. I think if he can get us doubting, you know, get us not believing that God is for us, that God is with us, that God is going to help us. If he can get us thinking, you know, that, that, that God is not really with us, he's, he's sowing lies. See, he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the power, but, and, and he, he doesn't have any power or authority over us. But when, when, when he was disarmed by Jesus, the only thing that Jesus left him with was a mouth. And you see, he can still speak to us. Now, he may have a mouth and his teeth might be all pulled. He may be able to gum you to death, but he still can gum you. You know, he's a roaring lion, the Bible says, seeking whom he may devour. But, but he, he's, a, he's a con artist now. He's trying to con you out of the blessings of God. He's trying to tell you that you're not blessed. He's trying to get you to believe a lie. 
If he can get you to believe something that's not true, it's called deception. He's trying to deceive you out of the blessings of God. And you can't allow him to deceive you. See, he still has a mouth. He still can speak to you through thoughts and feelings. You know, he can move on us and he can give us a thought, you know, and he can give us an impression and he can, he can tempt us. You know, he did that with Jesus in the, in, in the wilderness. He tempted Jesus three times. And, you know, I don't know if it was, I'm sure it was a thought. Well, he says he spoke to him. So it could have been an audible voice. And so he spoke to Jesus and he's speaking to us today because, you know, he, that's all he can do is speak to us. But we have to make a decision if we're going to follow what he says. Amen. So we need to learn to cast out that devil out of our lives. We need to bind him up. Matthew 18, 18, whatever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. Really, if you study that out, it's the heavenlies and the enemy's working in the heavenlies. So whatever you find on earth would be bound in the heavenlies because yes. that's how he's working. He's the prince of the power of air, of the air. Yes. So he's working against us in the heavenlies. Yes. And whatever we loose on earth shall be loose in the heavenlies. In other words, if we loose the, the promises of God by speaking his word, angels will hearken at the end of Psalms 103, like I said last week, to the voice of his word. We have to speak God's word. That's right. That's right. Amen. I, I remember reading, a, I was reading a book just the other day and about, um, and, uh, about just thinking right and speaking right. And um, this man had a job and he had a job, you know, a salesmanship job and he, he was failing miserably at it. And he didn't have a lot of confidence. And so he went to the preacher and the preacher gave him a couple, three scriptures to stand on. Like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God always guides me, leads me into all truth. Scriptures like that. And he meditated on these scriptures and he would say them out loud every morning. And all of a sudden things started changing in his life. And he ended up becoming the number one salesperson in his company. How can you go from being the lowest man on the totem pole, if I may, to the, to the top salesperson, the word of God. The power of the spoken word. Amen. That's how you can move from one place to the next place. We have to get the word. You know, the word is near us and in our hearts and in our mouth. What is that? The word of faith, which we preach in Romans. Amen. We have to speak something. We have to confess something. You know, you need to start blessing your days. You need to start blessing everything you touch. You, you need to bless your car, bless your kids, bless yourself. I bless you in the name of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? You need to start blessing. You need to count your blessings. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who forgives all of our iniquities, who redeems our life from destruction. Amen who crowns us with love and kindness and tender mercies, who fills our mouths with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Say, I'm not getting old. I'm, 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 I'm getting better. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And say this, my youth is renewed like the eagles. We had a person's birthday that uh, uh, Marie's birthday was this week. Happy birthday. Amen. And I uh, put on her. Facebook, you know, she, it was on her Facebook. She's on my Facebook. I said, forever young. Amen. We're forever young in Christ. Amen. 
Our spirits don't get old. Our bodies might get a little older, but our spirits don't get old. Amen? Don't, don't act like your chronological age. Amen? Straighten your house. Straighten yourself up. <laughs> Amen. So let's look at this here. It says here, so this is right here. This is one of the keys here. Mark 16, 15. Go and preach the gospel. And then we're, we're called to cast out the devils. We're called to heal the sick. We're, we're called to do these supernatural signs that um, will speak with new tongues. And that's a sign, supernatural sign. That's speaking in tongues. Uh, if, we, if we drink any day of the thing, it won't hurt us. And, um, and if we lay hands on the sick, they will recover. But the first thing right here is casting out devils. That's amazing. So that should be something that we should be doing. I, I remember, I got to close this down, man. I got a good story here. I remember I was, um, man, man, I still got more scriptures. But anyway, um, I remember that uh, I was working late at night. This was years ago. And uh, I, we were... I was, we were in a different building at that time. That's when we had church service all in one building. And uh, we were located over at Providence Road. And uh, it was a Tuesday night, and I received a phone call. And the lady on the other end says, can you cast out a devil? Of course, you know, I don't get those phone calls every day. And <laughs> knowing, like, where's your church? And uh, do you have, you know, you know, what's the benefits of your church? And maybe I'll come out. <laughs> but anyway, and, but this lady asked me if I could cast out a devil, right? And I said, well, you know, uh, we have a service tomorrow night, and um, why don't you uh, come on out and we see what the Lord can do. And um, so the next day, I thought this lady might actually show up. A demon-possessed lady might show up. And, I, you know, I read that scripture that these, this kind may come, only can come out through prayer and fasting. So I thought, you know what I need to do? I need to fast today. I really need to pull out the big guns. Because you don't know. It could be Exorcist, Exorcist 3. You know what I'm talking about? I hate you. I hate you. you know? I don't know what's going to go on. You know what I'm talking about? You know, the devil will put a lot of things in your head of what might go on. You know what I'm talking about? You know, I mean, should I wear the bulletproof vest and, 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 and pack that night? I don't know. You know, pack means, you know, have a gun, you know. And uh, no, I'm going to pack with the word of God. Amen. And, uh, you know, I mean, you never know. You know, can you cast out a devil, you know? So I don't know what she's coming in with. So I fasted the whole day, right? I fasted. I prayed. I got into the word. You know, I think it was the most sanctified day I've had in years. And uh, I, was, I was ready, you know, and. And, of course, we had service on the Wednesday night. We still do services on Wednesday night. And, uh, and lo and behold, and I wasn't too sure. You never know if these are prank calls. But the lady came. She actually showed up. And I, and, but you know what? It was, it was interesting. It was about 6 o'clock. All of a sudden, I had this grace that came on me. And I have to call it heavenly peace. This heavenly peace came on me. And it was, it was so heavenly I even ministered differently. It was, it was like I didn't have a care in the world. It was like I was engulfed in this peace. I, it's, it's hard to explain because we all walk in certain degrees of anxiety. We don't think we do, but we do. We all walk in certain degrees. We're not in that perfect peace. And I'm telling you, I was in what I, I have to call supernatural heavenly peace. I remember even that text that night I preached on love. And uh, it was just so sweet. It was, the, it was the sweetest. It was awesome. I mean, if I could just capture that, 
you know, it would be wonderful. And um, I guess I could if I just stay sanctified all day long. <laughs> and, uh, and so this lady came up and her, her daughter was with her. She was an older lady. And so she, and she was the lady. I knew she was the lady. Now I didn't see anything on her. I didn't see any vision with demons or anything like that. But all I did was, you know, I went up to her. And, you know, sometimes we think, you know, we have to, we see these people on TV casting out demons. Sometimes they're flamboyant and, and they're casting them out and they're real loud and boisterous. But all I said was like, in the name of Jesus. I just barely, in the name of Jesus. She went out like, I mean, it was like, it was like the power, poof. And I, it was like, I didn't barely do anything. I just said, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you know, and that power, poof. And she went out in the spirit. We had ushers back then. They caught her. And she went out in the spirit. And then she started shaking, like trembling. And the Bible says sometimes spirits, you know, they will rip you before they leave. They want to make a, they, they always want to make a scene. You know, devils always want to make a scene. They, they, like, they like to shake things up, make a scene. And I remember the daughter saying, what did you do to my mom? What did you do to my mom? You know, I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, I didn't even touch her, you know. And I said, I said, it's the Lord. The Lord's working on her and the Lord's, you know, delivering her, you know. And I just said in really love, it's the Lord and the Lord's delivering. Just, you know, don't touch her, you know. <laughs> and uh, she got up. She was a new person. She was a new person. Isn't that amazing? Now, what if I was one of these preachers that said, no, we don't do that kind of stuff in our church. <laughs> I don't believe in I don't believe in Mark 16, 15. Now, Matthew 28. Yes. Because it doesn't say any, it doesn't have any details, <laughs> but you know. But thank God she called the right church. Amen. Are you hear what I say to you? And God's calling us to do that. God's calling us to to cast that devil out of our domain per se. He's calling us to you know shut him down. Amen. We're not we're not supposed to roll over with every wind of adversity. We're supposed to back the devil down. When depression comes, you tell that depression to get out in Jesus' name. I think depression's caused by the devil. When oppression comes or when fear comes, we got to command fear to leave us. We need to say God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? We, we can't, you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. You can't, you can't let that little symptom, you start feeling a little pain. Oh, I wonder what that is. I wonder if that's arthritis. No, it's the devil. Tell him to get out in Jesus' name. That's right. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? That may not be, but listen, your faith can do a lot. Say, pain, get out in Jesus' name. Didn't Jesus say, speak to the mountain? Yes. Command it to go? Yes. Whatever that mountain that might be in your life, Amen. command that mountain to get out. Yes. Amen. And it has to go. Amen. Because you have authority. That's right. Notice the Bible says that we're seated in heavenly places. That's right. it, you know, we're seated. So we're seated yes. in heavenly, we're seated in heavenly places. And you know why we're seeing it? We're waiting for the devil to be made a footstool yes. for us. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. We never like to end our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you died right now and you don't know if you'd make it to heaven, just pray this prayer with me. Just say this after me. Say, Dear Lord, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. 
I believe he was raised from the dead and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, I'm trusting you for my life today. I'm, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you got born again. And so we would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our website at www.exceedlifechurch.org. And uh, also, if you have a prayer request, you can also go on the, our website and um, put that prayer request in. We believe that God will, will hear your prayers and answer your prayers. Again, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.